The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, it's just gone 18 minutes past five, and it is exactly that time now for our report from Israel. Joining us on the line now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Good afternoon, Rolene. Thanks once again for joining us. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Waving, waving. <laughs> Great always to have you on board the afternoon overdrive, Rolene. So quite a bit we have to unpack this afternoon. Let's begin with the, these reports that there is a likelihood that Yaha Sinwa has fled to Egypt. Uh, what has transpired since? Uh, is there confirmation on this? This is a very interesting story because Elaf, which is a Saudi Arabian publication, published a report uh, and granted, they say their, uh, their source was unconfirmed, who said that it is believed that Yahya Sinwa and his, um, and his brother Muhammad had gone through the, the tunnels and had uh, possibly fled to uh, Egypt. Now, what is interesting is that Israel's Channel 12, speaking to an unnamed official, says that Israel's not aware uh, of any of this. Uh, it's highly unlikely that he has, mm-hmm. uh, but also expressed concerns that um, uh, the uh, Hamas leader might have um, hostages with him as uh, human shields. Uh, I, I really think that it's, it is so important, I say this every single day, that the media, that people outside of Israel do not forget the hostages. I've seen extraordinary uh, headlines in a story we will get to in a, in a second, where people are talking about um, comments made about the the war, the region, and forgetting to mention mm. the hostages. Okay, so Rolene, just just as a matter of interest, uh, your take on this? Do you think that this signals a change in uh, the war against Hamas with the with the leader fleeing in such a manner? Do you think we're seeing some kind of, uh, for want of a better description, a progress uh, to, to, in the fight against Hamas? I think we've seen significant progress in, in, in the fight against Hamas. You can definitely see that they yeah. are significantly weakened. Um, the last stronghold is Rafah. Uh, several battalions of Hamas terrorists are operational there. And of course, we can't forget that Israel recovered and rescued two hostages from Rafah. Uh, I, I noticed that the world didn't wring its hands and clutch its pearls before the Allied forces went into Mosul and Raqqa and uh, Fallujah. But, uh, you know, maybe that's just me, Michael. Maybe they did, cool. and, you know, just many of us did not notice it. Right. Um, but we have seen a, 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 a lot more of a subdued Hamas leadership and including reports that there is friction between the um, leadership of Hamas, Khania and Sinwa. And also what is interesting is we're starting to hear more and more Palestinian voices. And interestingly enough, contrary to what the uh, um, South African government believe and many others, they're not blaming Israel, they're blaming Hamas. <laughs> Rolene, earlier on, uh, we were looking at a story which I confirmed with you to chat about at this particular time because the, it was time referenced. Arab nations advancing this UN resolution demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. Now, the Security Council uh, had scheduled the vote on the resolution uh, at five o'clock our time. Is there any development on that? 
No developments yet. So that's probably still okay. uh, up for debate and, and, and discussion. And, and just to remind listeners that Israel put forward a proposal just several days ago and Hamas rejected that. Okay. All right. So we wait in anticipation for what can transpire from that. Okay. What's making headlines at the moment, too, is this footage of the Bibas babies. Well, this is it's just absolutely heart-wrenching. The, the footage that was released by the IDF last night uh, after they had gotten permission from the Bibas family to, to release the footage, to show the footage, shows Shiri Bibas barefoot taken from her home into Khan Yunus with her two babies, uh, holding her two babies. She is covered with a piece of fabric. She is surrounded by seven terrorists. Just, just, just internalize that for a second. Mm. Seven terrorists and one terrified mother and her two frightened little babies. Uh, and then put into a, a car taken elsewhere. The chief spokesperson of the IDF, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, says the IDF are very, very concerned about the situation for the, the Bibas family. We know that they have been separated from Yarden. The, uh, the the father, uh, there was that horrific uh, propaganda um, psychological warfare video released by Hamas mm-hmm. uh, several uh, weeks ago where they show Yarden um, and uh, Yarden being told that his family had been killed by an Israeli airstrike and of course the profound trauma of this man, which is why we never share uh, Hamas propaganda videos and um, the IDF reiterating that we will not rest until we bring all of our hostages home. President Herzog say, saying there is only one word for this and that is barbaric mm. and uh, the uh, member of the Bibas family today reminding people that kidnapping children is in fact a war crime. Staying in the on the battlefield, uh, Rolene, we now we spoke about this earlier on about unpacking this now allegation by specific UN officials of questionable reputation for that matter of IDF soldiers now sexually abusing Palestinian women. Well, what is quite fascinating mm-hmm. is you look at the panel of these women, and one of them is Frenchette. Francesca Albanese. Mm-hmm. Now, Francesca Albanese, we know all too well, is extremely, extremely anti-Israel. There have been multiple calls for her to be fired, including from the uh, U.S. Uh, envoy to the United Nations. So what we see here, because it is devoid of, of any actual uh, eyewitness reports other than them saying that they were told this is that it is believed that this is kind of a way to dilute the atrocities Mm -hmm. that were perpetrated by Hamas against Israeli women uh, and girls. Uh, And we see this trend. We see this trend that whenever there is uh, a possibility for the world to be outraged, that the victims are are Israeli, uh, up pops a, a, a counter a claim of the same kind. Uh, and we have pattern here where this is concerned because it does not lend into the how can the Israelis be oppressed if, uh, uh, if we consider them the oppressors argument. But, um, you know, I'm loath to deny any anyone's reports of sexual assault, but 
it's a very, very troubling trend that the language they are using is the very, very language that has been confirmed by UN women as perpetrated against Israeli victims. Ronnie, let's just uh, look at something from a positive note. You wanted to uh, go through the statement from the Prince of Wales. Yes, this is an extraordinary statement by Prince William, the Prince of Wales. Now, royals are famously apolitical, and this would have been cleared past the Foreign Office. And what many people don't realize is that any visits to Israel, which uh, Prince William, the Prince of Wales, has undertaken, um, are done not at their choice, but at the request mm. of the uh, British Foreign Office. So the Prince today met with the British Red Cross, uh, and next week he will meet with uh, young people at a synagogue in, in the United Kingdom to highlight rising anti-Semitism, and he will speak to those fighting anti-Semitism. And, and he released the statement. Now, this is uh, the, this follows the statement that he and his wife, Princess Catherine, released uh, expressing their horror at the Hamas attacks. He says, Our, and pay attention, world leaders. I'm talking to you, Pandor, and you, President Lula. I remain deeply concerned about the terrible human cost of the conflict in the Middle East since the Hamas terrorist attack on 7 October. Too many have been killed. I, like so many others, want to see an end to the fighting as soon as possible. There is a desperate need for increased humanitarian support to Gaza. It's critical that aid gets in and the hostages are released. Key words there. That the hostages are released. Sometimes it is only when faced with the sheer scale of human suffering that the importance of permanent peace is brought home. Even in the darkest hour, we must not succumb to the counsel of despair, continue to cling to the hope that a brighter future can be found, and I refuse to give up on that. What is fascinating for me here, Michael, is the way that this is being reported mm. by those outside of Israel. In Israel, we are reporting it as that he's called for increased humanitarian an aid and a release of the hostages. Outside of Israel, uh, they are saying he called for a ceasefire and an end to oh. the fighting in Gaza, forgetting a very, very critical line. And I'll read it again. Uh, it is critical that aid gets in and the hostages are released. So, dear world leaders, and here I'm on my soapbox, and anybody else who's weighing in on this conflict, it is possible to show empathy for both sides without um, enforcing dictates or accusations and express empathy and express sympathy. Just say. Indeed. Rolene, we've just about run out of time. I wanted to not let you off the hook just yet because there's something I just wanted to run by you, but I think we can unpack that tomorrow. I think in, in, in conclusion of what we've just said, speaking to a guest earlier on, yes, it seems as if the media is construing things to suit certain agendas and certain perspectives, which is exactly what you just pointed out. But anyway, we can continue this conversation another time. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us once again on the Afternoon Overdrive. Rolene Marks, our correspondent, bringing us the latest on what's happening in Israel today.